Sam Borden, you reported for Outside the Lines a story about Logan Webb. He's the starting pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. They're currently a few games back of the final wildcard spot in the National League. I want to start where your feature started, which is on the last day of the 2021 baseball season. What was Logan Webb doing that day? Yeah, Izzy, I mean, it was his first year as a full-time big league starter. He'd been in the majors a little bit before that, but this was his first season where he was an impact player. As you said, the Giants are playing the Padres. It's it's the, the, the last game of the season. If they win, they're going to win the NL West. They're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, this is a lot of pressure for a young pitcher who's, like we say, you know, making his, his first real impact in the major leagues. He absolutely crushes it. Two down. Here is Machado. One-two pitch. Struck him out swinging. And in this big game, Webb starts it out by striking out the side. He puts up seven really strong innings. And, and you know, the, the thing that I think is really interesting about that day, Izzy, is that he's not just pitching, he's hitting. Right. You know, this is the last season before the NL goes to the designated hitter, and Logan Webb becomes the last pitcher to hit a home run before the National League goes to full-time designated hitter. Hit down the left field line. has hit his first home run. A two-run golden lightning. It's a magical day all around for him. He gets the win. He knocks in two runs. The Giants clinch the division. It's, it's incredible. It's a storybook ending to what is ultimately his breakout season. Yeah, it seems not like an ending, but a beginning. It seems like that breakout would like define the start to his career, right? Define the start of something that's about to be great, but then shortly after that, something else happened in his life that gave his career and his fame probably even more definition or more meaning. What happened after that? Yeah, you know, you, you said it exactly right. When we're sitting there in San Francisco and I'm talking with Logan, you could literally see his face change as he's telling the story of that time in his life. He's talking about the home run. His, his face lights up. His eyes are excited. It's a great memory for him. And then literally, you know, he, he, he's flying. They go into the playoffs. And, uh, you know, this is like he, he's pitching on the biggest stage. The season ends. He's supposed to get married to his high school sweetheart. Like he's pitching for his hometown team. Family's around. Everybody's coming in. And then all of a sudden, two days before he's supposed to get married, he gets a phone call that changes everything. I saw how much it, it did damage to our family and how close we were. And to me, it's just, I, I started thinking about, there's so many out there, stories like this, you know? And it's just heart, heart, it's heartbreaking every time I hear about it. Life can change in an instant. For San Francisco Giants pitcher Logan Webb, that instant came on a December evening in 2021 when a national epidemic, opiate addiction, stopped being a statistic and became personal. In that moment of profound loss, he discovered a new purpose that would take him well beyond the baseball field 
and mean more than throwing strikes or winning games ever could. So today, Sam Borden tells the story of Logan Webb's new mission, raising awareness on the perils of addiction while honoring the memory of a cousin and a friend gone too soon. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Monday, August 14th. This is ESPN Daily. Picture this. You arrive at your hotel. You have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country. You have your laptop open, ready to begin, and the Wi-Fi is so terrible you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi. So you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sam, let's go back to the beginning for Logan Webb. Where's he from and what was his upbringing like? His path to the major leagues was not so different than many, many other players. And to be honest, it wasn't necessarily what you would imagine like for a superstar pitcher, a guy who's going to sign ultimately someday a $90 million, uh, you know, contract with the Giants. You know, he's from Rockland, California. This is like in, you know, Northern California, kind of outside the Bay Area, but not so far from San Francisco. And he's he's a high school star. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he pitches for Rockland High School. He's throwing 96 miles an hour when he's still in high school. And he gets drafted in the fourth round by the Giants comes up through the minor leagues, has Tommy John surgery along the way, like so many pitchers do. But he's got this really sharp sinker ball. He's the kind of uh, pitcher that, you know, is crafty, that moves the ball around. And he makes his way up to the major leagues in uh, 2019. He gets called up to the majors. And and honestly, he has some adversity right away because he tests positive for a steroid. And he's suspended for 80 games. You know, he has maintained his innocence. He said that it came from a supplement that he had no idea it had this particular substance in. But he serves his suspension, comes back in uh, 2020. But really, like we were talking about before, has his breakout in 2021. 11-3, 3.03 ERA, 26 starts, 158 strikeouts. This is when he becomes a star. And, and the thing that's interesting to this story is he is that mm. he's doing it for his hometown team. I grew up in Rockland, which is I don't know, an hour and a half away from here. Being a starting pitcher, I throw once every five days. So once every five days at home, especially, I get probably close to 30 to 40 people here. Sam, I, I don't think I could come up with 30 to 40 family members to invite <laughs> to my own wedding. <laughs> totally, so totally. tell me about this family and how Logan sort of fits into the mix. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and I, look, I'm with you. Uh, but there's, you know, you look at pictures and like, they've got a crew. Whenever he's pitching, they've got a crew that's there supporting him. The way he explained it was, there are a bunch of cousins that are all basically like brothers. And Logan was the sort of the oldest of that generation. I was kind of the, the older brother to all of them. I got to mess with them a little bit, just like I would do with my actual brother. We're just very close family. 
they would get together and when they're kids, you know, they're they're playing football in the yard at Thanksgiving, they're all together, Christmas, they're all together. And of all of these cousins, Logan was especially close with one who's about four years younger than him. And this is a kid named Cade. They were like brothers, Cade and Logan, and they had a really, really special relationship that everybody saw. You know, Izzy, we talked to Cade's mom, Elizabeth Dillinger, and she described the bond that these two kids had. Cade grew up watching his older cousin, Logan. When Logan got the call from the Giants for the Web Voice, this was a a huge moment for all of them. For Cade, it was very inspiring. Logan described Cade as like his biggest supporter when he was coming up to the majors. You know, he's, he even said to us, you know, he's always wearing a, a, a Giants hat. I feel like every picture you see him in, he's wearing a Giants hat. And he's probably one of my biggest fans. You look at all these photos, it's 100% right. He is literally always wearing a Giants hat. So in this large family, Cade, a cousin of Logan's, they end up becoming really close. There's probably no bigger Logan fan then Cade, but privately, Cade is fighting a battle with addiction to opiate painkillers. What did Logan know about his cousin's struggles? Logan knew exactly what was going on with Cade, knew that Cade was struggling with an addiction. And I think one of the things that really stuck out to me when we talked to Logan is that he wasn't judgmental. You know what I mean? He he was very matter of fact, like this was something that Cade was dealing with. We all knew about it. And we were trying to push for him to get the help that he needed. I knew he was he was struggling a little bit, and um, I personally wanted to help him with his struggles. In 2021, when Logan is preparing to, you know, get married to his high school sweetheart, coming off this incredible season with the Giants, he was also, you know, just as invested in what Cade was doing. Cade had been in inpatient rehab, okay. and just before Logan's wedding, Cade had gotten out supposedly was doing better. Cade and uh, his girlfriend were about to have a baby. And Logan was just as excited about what was happening for Cade as he was about what was happening for himself. Wow. So this sort of adds to that picture of what was going on because we started the episode with you discussing the last game of the 2021 season. The Giants would win, clinching the NL West and a playoff berth with Logan Webb performing especially well. Uh, Logan was about to marry his high school sweetheart just a few weeks after the season ended. The whole family, including Cade, was expected to attend. What happened in the days leading up to the wedding? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this weekend is exactly what you would imagine it was supposed to be. You know, Logan was describing it to us, you know, they, they had family coming in on Friday. They had golf scheduled for Saturday. You know, there were going to be like, again, 40, 50 guys going out on the golf course, you know, Cade was supposed to play in a group with his dad. I think Logan was supposed to play in the group right in front of them. Hmm. You know, they were all excited. Everybody was really excited about it. So the wedding is scheduled for a Sunday. On Friday afternoon, Cade tells his parents, hey, I'm going out. I'm going to get a haircut. And Cade's dad showed us video uh, from their ring camera. Cade is skipping out the front door. He does this little hop step Hmm. as he jumps off the stoop and he's heading to an Uber And he's going to the barber, according to what he told his parents, he's going to the barber to get a haircut so he's looking fresh for his cousin's wedding. What happened then?
he leaves the house and shortly thereafter, Logan texts Cade and says, hey, give me a call. You know, let me know what's going on. Just wanted to kind of check in. Right. Doesn't get an answer. Then a couple of hours go by and nobody in the family has heard from Cade. <laughs> his mother, his father, nobody's heard from him. Logan, no response. And Logan's mother she goes on her iPhone and she's able to kind of do like a, you know, location, you know, find my iPhone. She sees that he's at a Safeway, a grocery store in a nearby town in Roseville. And I thought, okay, well, he's at Safeway. And, and then I checked again in a little while and he was still at Safeway. And then 45 minutes later, he's still there in the same spot. I called his dad and I said, you need to go to Safeway right now. Just getting down there. And then I saw the lights. You know, there's all the first responders outside the Safeway. As I was running to the, the, the doors there, that's when I saw the paramedic come out um, with an empty gurney. And, uh, and I looked in her eyes and it was, it was a look of, man, he's gone. Logan is with him, is, is with uh, his uncle, is with Cade's dad. I looked over and there was a, it was like, I don't know, tarp or a body bag over something. And that's when I knew it was, it was the worst possible situation there was. December 3rd, two days before Logan's wedding, Cade dies. He's 20 at the time. A week after his wedding, Logan is a pallbearer in his cousin's funeral. There was parts of me that were mad at Cade, right? I was, you know, man, I was just so excited to see him. And it's just, you know, come talk to me or come talk to somebody. A month later, Cade's daughter is born and her name is Indigo. He would have been the best dad, too. He would have been the best dad and just... It's heartbreaking. Coming up, how Cade's death alters the course of Logan Webb's life. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Sam, after Cade Webb's death in the fall of 2021, what did his family and his cousin Logan learn about what happened to him? Yeah, Izzy, so like... Obviously, there was, you know, grief. There was, there was an incredible, this was an incredible tragedy. It was surprising to them. And they're trying to process both, you know, the grief of losing Cade. Like, there's a lot of emotion that they're dealing with. And at the time of the death, the initial assumption is, oh, you know, Cade had struggled with pill addiction. Right. This, this was an overdose. You know, that was what the family initially thought. This, some, something terrible had happened and it was, you know, it was an accident. Kate, Kate overdosed. The police immediately be- begin investigating. And eight days after Kate dies, they make an arrest and they arrest this local drug dealer named Carson Shuey. And according to text messages that the police are able to get from Kate's cell phone that we at Outside the Lines were also able to view, it wasn't, it wasn't a situation where Kate overdosed on on heroin or on a, on a on a drug that you would you would sort of suspect that night Cade believed he was buying a single pill of Percocet hmm. but according to the police Shuey the drug dealer instead gave Cade a pill that was laced with fentanyl and that's what caused his overdose that's what caused his death okay so so let's talk about this then fentanyl is something that unfortunately seems to be making news every day what is fentanyl, and how would you describe the fentanyl situation as it stands currently in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's obviously a huge problem in the United States. It's a huge problem in particular in California. And in Northern California, we've seen just like staggering statistics. In 2021, the year that Cade died, he was one of 70,000 Americans that died as a result of a fentanyl overdose. And in Northern California, just in the Bay Area, there were something like six or 7,000 who died that year in 2021. Like fentanyl, it's a drug. It's 100 times more addictive than morphine. It's significantly more potent. And the thing that I think is particularly problematic as it relates to these, these massive and widespread deaths is that most users don't know that they're actually taking fentanyl. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, drug dealers are mixing fentanyl in with other drugs like heroin, cocaine, but also like Percocet or Xanax. And it's because fentanyl is incredibly cheap to produce and Mm -hmm. it gives a user a high with a much smaller amount than those other drugs. So drug dealers are mixing fentanyl in with these other drugs a, because it's more addictive, and B, because it allows them to produce pills for a significantly cheaper cost. The risk, obviously, is what happened. A small level of fentanyl in a drug can be deadly. And so you have a situation like what happened to Cade. He thinks he's getting a Percocet. He ends up taking a pill that's laced with fentanyl, and the amount of fentanyl that's in that pill is enough to kill him. Right, it makes sense. You raise the addiction level you secure customers for a longer period of time, but you're using something that even in the smallest dose, as you mentioned, can be deadly. 
And this is what's happening across the country. So how did Logan Webb react to learning the details surrounding Cade's death and the resulting charges filed against Carson Shuey? You know, it's really interesting. I think this is what makes this story, as we were reporting it, more than just sort of the, like, typical, here's something, you know, here's a tragedy that happened to a famous athlete and here's the adversity that they've dealt with. You know, Logan obviously was stunned by this news, obviously had a really emotional reaction, but the entire Webb family quickly became connected with the district attorney in Placer County, which is where, you know, Cade died. This is a district attorney named Morgan Geyer, and he has made trying to fight against the fentanyl crisis his top priority. And one of the ways that he is trying to battle this epidemic in his county is by being more aggressive in the way that he charges drug dealers who are arrested in fentanyl-related cases. So okay. in the case of Carson Shuey, the dealer that sold the pill to Cade, instead of only charging Shuey with possession... Morgan Geyer, the district attorney, also charged Carson Shuey with murder. Young adults and teenagers were buying what they thought was something else, and they were dying in inordinate numbers. If you are seeking something and you get something other than what you thought you were getting and it kills you, you've been poisoned. Even if that substance that you thought you were going to take in the first place wasn't good for you, you still didn't deserve to die. That was the first time where somebody in Placer County, California, who was arrested for selling drugs, was also charged with murder in a case where somebody overdosed on fentanyl. Okay, so this goes beyond just, hey, bringing awareness to something. It's, hey, if you are one of these drug dealers who is using fentanyl, this could be your fate. You could be charged with murder, and that's how we try to keep this drug out of everyday use. Yeah, I mean, look, there's lots of different fronts on which people are fighting this battle against fentanyl. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's awareness. They're, you know, just simply making people aware that, hey, this is happening there's, um, you know, work to try to make the the treatment for somebody who has overdosed on fentanyl more readily available. This is a, a medication called Narcan, and, and there's been lots of legislation and work by people around the country trying to make it more available to paramedics, more available just to the general population so that somebody in a situation like Cade might be able to get treatment before they die. But then, as you just said, the sort of like, prosecution element is an mm -hmm. area where Morgan Geyer in Placer County felt like he could make a difference. And so he connected with Logan and the entire Webb family. He talked with them about, hey, here's what I'm interested in trying to do. And I'll be honest, Izzy, when we were interviewing Logan Webb, I was a little bit, you know, sort of nervous going in about bringing up the question of like, hey, hmm. this, this person that sold drugs to your cousin is getting charged with murder. But when I asked him, hey, what do you think about Morgan Geyer's decision to charge Carson Shue with murder? Logan was as as strong and opinionated as as at any moment during the interview. I was really impressed with the way that he was thoughtful and answered that question. How do you feel about that decision? I think it is murder. I hope he gets what he deserves, to be honest with you. 
It is murder. You know, Logan is supportive of Morgan Geyer and the 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 charges and the idea that that drug dealers should be charged with murder, but he also is trying to use his platform on the awareness side. I mean, the bottom line is is that he knows that there are going to be high school kids and college kids and young people that are going to look to try to buy street drugs. And so he wants to raise awareness, particularly in that age group of like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what could happen. Like, you know, this isn't just a risk. Like you might get arrested or you might get in trouble. Like you could die. I saw how much it, it did damage to our family and how close we were. And to me, it's just, I I started thinking about, there's so many out there, stories like this, you know? And it's just heart, it's heartbreaking every time I hear about it. So he, in, in, in collaboration with the Giants and with the counselors that they have as part of their, their team, as part of their sort of mental health team within the San Francisco Giants, he's made an effort to go out and speak to young people Welcome back to Logan. He was a 2014 grad, multi-sport student athlete here at Rockland High School. And Logan and his uncle, Kurt, are going to share some of their stories about the adversity they faced just over the last year. I just wanted to come out here today and talk to you guys to raise some awareness for, for kind of what's going on. And maybe it will resonate with them to the point where if they're thinking about doing something similar, they'll think again. Life is hard. It, it, it's, it's always going to be hard, unfortunately, but there are resources and, and things that you can do to, to help that out. I don't want to see any, any families have to go what my family had to go through. What struck me, Sam, when watching your Outside the Lines piece was just how firm Logan was about making this the most important part of his career, right? This is on the forefront. It affected him and his family so much at such a critical time in his career. And he is absolutely all in on what this means to his family, his community, San Francisco, and the rest of the country. What does all this say about Logan Webb and his character? There is no doubt I have seen many athletes over the years talk casually about something that, you know, maybe they're into, but they don't really know a lot about, and they're just doing this because they know that they're supposed to. This this was not that kind of conversation, you know? Right. I had never met Logan before, but this was genuine. This was an experience that absolutely changed his life. This was a loss that he's going to feel for the rest of his life. This was a person that he loved that, you know, is now gone, and he feels like there is something he can do to make that mean something. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Look, there's no doubt he loves the Giants. He loves baseball. He's trying to lead them back to the playoffs. He wants to, you know, earn the money that he's getting paid to be a Major League Baseball pitcher. But I don't think there is any doubt that when he looks at what he is supposed to do with the fame that he has, the platform he has, he feels very strongly 
that this is what he's supposed to do. And I think that's pretty emblematic of somebody who recognizes that tragedy is a part of life, but what you do with that tragedy is even more important. I think this will hit home for a lot of people. Sam Borden, thanks so much for your time and your reporting on this. Thanks so much. You can watch Sam Borden's Outside the Lines feature on Logan Webb today on the Noon Eastern Sports Center or afterwards on YouTube. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow.